0: You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast, recorded live each Sunday at St. John's Anglican Church, Diamond Creek. This episode presented by Senior Minister Tim Johnson. Good morning, everyone. Uh, My name's Tim. I'm the Senior Minister here. As part of our Come and See service, uh, we're going to hear from two people this morning. Uh, Rosemary, come on down. We need you down here with Andrew. Um, we've called these services Come and See. So my uh, five-year-old son, Sam, is very into building Uh, train tracks at the moment. He goes through different phases as to what he's into, Uh, and at the moment he's building lots of train tracks. Um, And if I'm down the other end of the house, he'll often come to me and he'll say, Dad, Dad, come and have a look at the awesome train track that I've built. Um, Now, I could stay down the other end of the house and say, can you describe it to me, please, Sam? Um, But it's not quite the same, is it? I really need to come and see for myself, see what he's built, see the awesome design that he's made. Um, That's what really counts. And there's lots of things in life like that, aren't there, that you really need to experience them for yourselves. Um, And here at St. John's, we want to say that we think a relationship with Jesus is an amazing thing. It is a wonderful thing, uh, and we want everyone to experience uh, the life and the goodness that comes through a relationship with Jesus. Uh, So we're glad that you're here today, whatever has brought you here, or whoever has brought you here today, uh, we're glad that you're here to to come and see. And we're going to hear from Andrew and from Rosemary, and they're going to share with us a little bit about what a relationship with Jesus uh, has meant for them. Uh, how they came to a relationship with Jesus and what it means for them uh, to live with Him. So, thank you both for being willing uh, to do this. Um, we might do a, just a, a really brief sort of uh, get-to-know-you, uh, and uh, then I'll launch into some questions. Uh, so, Andrew, you normally attend our Sunday at six service. You're normally here in the evening, and yep, yep. and you and you lead one of our youth. Uh, life groups, so you uh, minister here uh, to our young people. Uh, and through the week, you're studying. So, how about you tell us what you're studying?
1: Uh, I study a diploma of justice.
0: So is that to become a superhero? That's what I want to know. Because uh, it sounds like the sort of thing that a superhero would have to learn. Diploma of Justice? It's
1: actually a prerequisite to uh, join the Justice League. So yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. I'll be fighting alongside Batman in no time.
0: So tell us what it really is. <laughs>
1: um, so it's more uh, learning about the public sector, especially the criminal justice system in Victoria. Um, yeah, that's basically it.
0: And what do you what do you hope to do at the end of it? You've just handed in... Your last lot of assignments for the year? Your last lot of exams? Almost. Almost, Almost. so close, yep. (laughs) What's the hope? Um, So I've got three
1: possible outcomes, or hopefully. Um, The first one would be to be a corrections officer in um, the criminal justice system. Um, The second one would be to do uh, youth justice, which is um, like residential care for youth at risk and uh, stuff like that. Or the other one, which is... Kind of hoping a little too much, but I would love to be a lawyer.
0: <laughs> Great. Uh, now, Rosemary, you're a regular here at the 9.30 service with your husband, Max, who's down the, down the back with you. Uh, tell us, what do you do through the week? What does work look like for you?
2: Um, I counsel women who have or are experiencing family violence.
0: That'd be a very challenging job, I imagine.
2: It can be very challenging, but it can also be really rewarding and wonderful. Yeah. Great. Uh,
0: Now, Andrew, you haven't been a Christian for a huge amount of time. You've been a Christian for about three and a half years. Uh, And before that, you're actually pretty anti-religion and anti-God. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, Yeah, I was
1: pretty much a closed-minded atheist before I... uh started coming to church um yeah it was just you know i I had my set of ideologies and i believed i was right so i was pretty enclosed in
0: my own little bubble was it kind of from a a scientific point of view that you know you thought is that is that where you were coming from yeah yeah definitely yep didn't see the compatibility between science and god and yep i was completely blind to it yeah okay (laughs) Uh, Rosemary, your story is quite different though. Um, You actually sort of grew up with an awareness of God. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Um, Yes. Uh, When I look back on my life and I try to think of a time when I haven't been aware of God's presence, um, I can't think of a time uh, before before that.
0: Now we just sang a kid song and Sue made, Sue made the point about those those songs that we sing as kids that get stuck in the head. You had one like that that you remember from Sunday school, don't you? Oh,
2: absolutely. Um, some of you may remember um, Jesus loves me this a night <laughs> or the Bible tells me so. Um, and that uh, comforted me a lot at different times in my life, yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, Andrew, back to you. Um, so you were coming from this standpoint, being uh, anti-anti-God, anti-religion. Um, I know school was pretty tough for you. In fact, it got to the point where school got so tough that you you dropped out. Um, and you've said to me that that was one of the probably the lowest point that you'd been in in your life. Um, but it was in the midst of that low time that you developed. Some new friendships um, which were quite influential. So, how about you tell us a little bit about what happened?
1: Um, well, after I dropped out of school, I had nothing to do with my week, so I just spent, you know, like 12 hours a day playing video games. It was pretty depressing, but um, out of that, I, you know, started playing with some people that um, really connected with me, and we just kept playing and playing, and then that eventually led to us getting on Skype calls and, um, you might know them, uh, Dan Bamford Clark and Jack Joinson. Um, but yeah, like we'd get on Skype calls, and then we'd start having like deep and meaningful conversations. It was um, yeah, it was really special. I, they really came to me in a time of
0: need. Yep. So you started some God conversations as part of those um, through through video gaming and through conversations that actually sort of led to God conversations with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Uh, Rosemary for you you uh, had a sense of God's presence uh, an awareness that he was there bit of bit of background but you weren't uh, attending church how did your understanding of God sort of grow um, and you draw a bit closer to him from that point
2: yeah uh, okay um, well before I went to church again when I was uh, 15 I uh, We were invited, my mum and I were invited by a pastor who came to our house. But I remember many nights uh, lying in bed and talking to God and trying to get some sort of concept about him in my head in, in that I was thinking, you know, who created you and could you really have made all of these stars? So I'd have a lot of conversations with God at night time.
0: Um, And you're telling me a story that you woke up one day and you heard uh, a man's voice in the house, which was a bit (laughs) unusual chatting with your mum. Um, Yes, us, Tell us that story and what happened there.
2: Um, Well, I was a teenager and I was sleeping in, as many teenagers (laughs) do, Um, and I heard this man's voice in the house, which was highly unusual... Um, so I was quite protective of my mum, so I got out of bed and went down to see who this stranger was in the house, uh, and it turned out to be the local pastor who was just going around and just knocked on our door and asked to speak to my mum.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew and Rosemary, you're both on a bit of a journey with God here from very different points, uh, Andrew from quite an anti-God Uh, point of view, Rosemary from an awareness, but you're both sort of journeying along, learning a bit more about him, um, having debates and questions and things like that. Um, But I'm interested in what was it, what was the point that you decided not just to explore, but to make a decision uh, that you really wanted uh, to follow God, to be in a relationship uh, with him, to make that definite decision. What was the tipping point? Um, Andrew, uh, you've talked about Dan and Jack who also come to Sunday at 6. Dan invited you to go to a youth talk in Whittlesea one night. Tell us about that.
1: Um, Yeah, so uh, Dan was big on youth groups and I'd never really been to a youth group before and I probably shouldn't have gone because I was already 18 at the time, but oh well. But yeah, uh, there was a guest speaker that came around, and um, at the end of his talk, he basically got us all to shut our eyes, and um, he said, um, if you feel Jesus' presence in the room, can you put your hand up? Um, And I don't actually remember putting my hand up, but my hand was up, so I don't know whether it was my decision or God's decision, but (laughs) that's... Probably the, if I had to pinpoint it, that's probably where yep. I started actually getting serious about it.
0: And what was it like? Like in that moment, you say, I don't remember putting my hand up, but when I opened my eyes, my hand was in the air. And sort of people gathered around you and prayed for you. What, what was that like?
1: Uh, I was very shocked. <laughs> um, when I opened my eyes, I looked up and my hand was up and I was like, oh, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then just pure happiness followed, I guess. And when people came around me, I, um, I actually remember Dan was crying. Uh, he was so happy that I had uh, started to actually get serious with it. So, yep.
0: And I think the first time I met you was probably two weeks after that. Um, out here in the church car park, you and Dan were sitting having a conversation before or after church, I don't know. Um, and I walked past and Dan said, Tim, I'd like you to meet Andrew. He's just become a Christian. Um, and he was so excited. You were so excited. I was pretty excited too. That's great. <laughs> what about for you, Rosemary? Um, this local pastor uh, sort of visited your family and that led to an invitation to go to a talk for you too, not a youth talk, but...
2: Well, initially, uh, I was invited to go to youth group and... I had no intention of going to church. I just wanted to go and be with other young people. So I went to the youth group and it just happened to be after church on a Sunday night. So I ended up going to church. Um, and as a result of the youth group, uh, we went to a rally. Yep.
0: Yeah. So uh, Leighton, uh, Leighton Ford was speaking. Um, some people here might have heard of uh, Billy Graham, who's uh, sort of an evangelist, someone who speaks about uh, Jesus, or oh, did, he recently died. Um, Leighton Ford's his brother-in-law and he was the speaker that night. So tell us, what happened that night um, that you made a definite decision that you wanted to be a follower of Jesus?
2: Um, all I know, I can't really remember much of what Leighton Ford said, um, but I do remember that all of a sudden I knew that what he was saying about Jesus was true. I just absolutely knew it in my heart. Um, And so when people were asked to go forward uh, to accept Jesus, uh, that's what I did. I went forward uh, and I asked Jesus to come into my life. Um, And just like Andrew, I was just absolutely and totally filled with joy, and I could have danced down the street. So, <laughs> yep. yeah.
0: So that was you're about 16. Yeah, at the 16 time. at the time.
2: Okay.
0: okay. Um, Andrew, why don't you share with us a bit about what life's been like? You've been a follower of Jesus for about three and a half years now. What it's what it's been like following Jesus? Um, there's a Bible passage that you've chosen. It'll come up on the screen. I might get you to read that passage. Uh, And then I'm going to ask you about it. So it's Psalm 23 that Andrew's picked. This is just the first four verses. Can you read that off the screen? Are your eyes all right to do that? I'm not that blind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Lord is my
1: shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me.
0: Uh, so why don't you tell us why, why that's important to you? It's so important that one of the rings that you're wearing says Psalm 23 verse 4 on it, which is the last uh, little paragraph there. Why, why is that important to you?
1: Um, I have quite bad anxiety issues um, and sometimes it can be hard to uh, feel like there are people around me. like e- Even if there are physically people there, um, sometimes it just feels like I'm isolated. Um, but when I, the first time I read that, I just remember like the same feeling as when I put my hand up after the talk. It was just like happiness. And um, yeah, I have it on my ring just so, in those dark times, I know that
0: Jesus is there yeah. and he's always with me. Great, thank you. Uh, Rosemary, you've picked Two verses. You couldn't limit yourself to one, which is fine. There's so much good <laughs> stuff in the Bible; it's hard to choose. Um, how about you read those two verses uh, for us, uh, and then I'll I'll ask you about them.
2: <clears throat> Cast all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you. That's one Peter five seven, and be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God. Sorry. Sorry. Um, We'll be with you wherever you go. Uh,
0: It's important. Both of those verses are very important in combination, aren't they? Despite my jokes about not being able to limit yourself to one, it's because of the combination of them, isn't it? So how about you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Um, The Joshua verse... Uh, that God is with us wherever we go, is, was a verse that uh, God gave to me about four years ago. And uh, I was going into a new phase of my life and I was really afraid. <laughs> uh, and he gave me that verse, uh, which comforted me enormously through that particular journey. And it reminds me that he is with us All the time, and that he does stand by us. And the cast all your anxiety on him. uh, Like Andrew, I have times of anxiety as well. And there was one particular day where I was just very, very anxious, and I couldn't pray properly, and I couldn't focus on what I needed to do. And Anyway, that verse was just sitting on a table and I knew that God had allowed it to be left there for me. So I suppose the two verses in conjunction is that God is with us always and his heart is that he cares for us and wants to take our burdens and anxieties from us.
0: Thank you so much for being willing to share... You know personal parts of your life your, your struggles your journey with God um, and how you've come to this point and the way that God is continuing uh, to work in your lives thank you so much for sharing that with us this morning how about we uh, put our hands together as we thank these guys it's fascinating isn't it that uh Uh, Two people can start from very, very different points in their life, Uh, Andrew being um, anti-God, not believing that God even exists and very opposed to any form of religion, Uh, to to Rosemary who had a sense of uh, God's presence in her life but had that journey to discover uh, what it meant to have a relationship with God through Jesus, that over time as they journeyed and discovered God, they discovered The same God, the God who is always uh, with us in both the high times when we can celebrate the good things in life, as well as that comfort in the midst of the low points in life. There's been a bit of a theme through our service with the buttons quilt uh, and the verse that Andrew shared as God as the shepherd, the the shepherd who cares for us uh, like sheep, Uh, And there's another verse in the Bible which picks up this same theme where Jesus himself uh, speaks uh, of being a shepherd, the good shepherd. Here's what Jesus says. I think these words are on the screen as well. This is from John chapter 10. Uh, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life. For the sheep. Uh, Jesus says some pretty arrogant stuff. Uh, Arrogant, that is, if it isn't actually true. He has a very high opinion of himself, uh, which is fine if what he's saying is the truth and we need to listen to it, but if it isn't true, um, well, he's making some pretty bold claims. It makes it impossible to really write Jesus off as just being a wise teacher or a a good man. He doesn't really leave room for that sort of response to him. Um, Here, he takes this image which flows through the Bible and would have been known to everyone around him listening to what Jesus was saying as an image for God. God is the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, And Jesus says... I am the good shepherd. He puts himself on level pegging with God and says, I am that shepherd. I am that one that you need to know. If you want a real relationship with God, then you need to have a real relationship with me. Uh, and the challenge for all of us today is just like Rosemary and Andrew had to make a decision to follow Jesus, uh, so too we all need to make a decision. Will we follow Jesus and come into a relationship with God through him? Now, some of you might be here today and you might object at this point and say, well, I'm not really interested in what's being offered here. Um, My life's pretty good. Uh, I'm a good person. And I reckon if there is a God out there somewhere, well, he'd look at my life and he'd think, well, I think they're doing okay. But listen to the words that Jesus actually says here. He says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. What we're talking about here, what Rosemary and Andrew were both talking about, was not being a good person or living a decent life. They were talking about relationship, knowing God, knowing God through Jesus, a real and living relationship with God, which is life-giving and life-transforming as they have experienced that life with Jesus. And just as Rosemary moved from that awareness that God was out there somewhere to a real, genuine, living, life-giving relationship with him, can I challenge you with that too, that that is the real deal that you should be looking for? I mean, maybe you have sat in church for years and you don't know that that real and living relationship with God that you can have through Jesus Christ. Maybe as you've been listening today, you think, that is what I want and I don't have it. Uh, We'd love to talk to you about that. There'll be a response team at the end who would love to talk with you and pray with you if today is the day that you want to make that decision for yourself. Some others here might have a totally different objection, though. You might think, well, no, I'm too bad uh, for God to want me. Um, Now, you make a decent point. Uh, All of us have stuff in our lives that we're ashamed of and we're embarrassed about. I sure do. Here's the thing, though. God knows all the gory details of it. None of it is a secret from him and he loves you, he still loves you, and he still wants you, and that stuff is not a barrier to a relationship with him. Whatever it is, whatever it is. When Jesus says, I lay down my life for the sheep, he's referring to his death on the cross. Uh, That's a central truth for Christians, which is why we hang whopping big wooden crosses on our church walls. We celebrate it because it is Jesus' death on the cross which deals with these things that we've done in our life. Uh, These bad things that we've done, our rejection of God, our ill treatment of other people, the things that we're ashamed of and embarrassed about, Jesus takes them on himself so that they're not a barrier between a relationship with God, whatever they are. So wherever you're at today, whether it's I'm good, thanks, or I feel too bad for God to want me, the message is the same. God wants a relationship with us. He wants to know us and for us to know him. And God makes the relationship with him possible through Jesus Christ, whose death on the cross deals with the wrong things that we've done. Is today the day? Is today the day for you to start following Jesus? Maybe it is, and maybe it isn't. We're all at different points. But wherever you're at today, can I encourage you to think about the next step and what that might be uh, for you? Uh, Maybe it is that you do want to talk to someone today. There'll be a response team up the front If you're at that point where you want to make a definite decision to follow Jesus, we'd love to talk with you and pray with you. But if you've got questions or things that you want to know, come and chat to us as well. We'd love to talk to you. Maybe it is that you just want to come back next week. We've called two weeks of services, Come and See, but you're welcome any week. We hope that every single week... uh, you're welcome wherever you're at in your relationship with God. And every week we'll be talking about Jesus and what it means to be a follower of him. Maybe it is that you just want to talk to God today. You want to pray a prayer like uh, Rosemary did, asking questions about God. Are you real? If you are real, reveal yourself to me, God. Uh, chat to him. He is real. He is living. And he wants a relationship. So maybe you can talk to him directly uh, ask him to reveal himself in your life. Um, or talk to him and tell him that you want to follow him. Let me pray for us all. <laughs> Loving shepherd God, we thank you that you care about all of the intimate details of our lives. We thank you that you are real and that you have shown yourself to Rosemary and to Andrew. We thank you for the journey they both were on, and that you have brought them into relationship with yourself through your son, Jesus Christ. We pray for each other, for everyone here today, that we would know the reality of your goodness in our own lives, that you would be drawing each one of us closer to you, and that you would be giving us that sort of life life in abundance Uh, life uh, in the midst of trials where we know your presence with us that you would be giving that to each one of us and be with us in all the highs and the lows of life and we pray all these things in jesus name amen thanks for joining us if you've got any questions about this podcast connect with us on our website stjohnsdc.org.au or at facebook.com slash stjohnsdc don't forget, you can join us live in Diamond Creek every Sunday at 9.30am and 6pm.